I'm a narrow cat, no wide flows. African descent, that's why I got the wide nose. With my kinky hair and black skin, I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's in the image of a god that is beautiful and whose infinite word is immutable. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of HBCU, where we are healing brown communities unconditionally. We want to make sure each one of our listeners knows that we're here reaching up to our potential. You're here with your host, Akima. You can follow me at Princess Akima on all social media platforms. Hey, hey, peace and love, everybody. It's Mikhail Halim. You can also follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Mikhail Halim underscore wellness. And that is at on Facebook and on Instagram. All right. Sounds good, Mikhail. Now, listen, everybody, as always, we're always super excited on the different topics that we are bringing to you all. You know that we like to touch on the things that, you know, maybe somebody's talking about, maybe somebody isn't talking about. We have three... I don't know. I, I want to say we have three meaty topics, but I don't really eat meat, so I don't know. Maybe they're not meaty. I, need, I have three heavy, leafy green vegetation topics for you all. <laughs> <laughs> leafy green vegetation topics. Mm-hmm. That's, that's for my, my other fellow vegans out there. But tonight we're going to be, or I should even say today, excuse me, we're talking about sea moss, sexual health, and self-sabotage. So we're just going to jump right into it because y'all know we try to keep these uh, podcasts impactful and um, not too short. So let's kind of take the um, the ride with us. I'm, of course, going to allow Mikhail to kind of jump, kick us off here tonight um, talking about CMOS because, well, for y'all who don't know, Mikhail Halim Wellness is not just a name trending on these uh, social media streets. It is also part of his brand. And he is a, um, can I say masterful? or mastering because so he's going to say he's too young to be a master of something and he's still learning from somebody but he has mastered so much in this realm of CMOS and Mikhail can you talk a little bit about what CMOS is why everybody their mama and their kids should be taking it absolutely absolutely and I appreciate that introduction um so I do run my own black owned business Macau Halloween Wellness and Interestingly enough about CMOS, that is the first product that I actually sold um, to someone or produced for someone. I don't want to say sell like I was hustling. Um, my, my coworkers, my coworkers had saw me at work and I take CMOS daily, Akima, for reasons that we're going to go into in a few minutes. And um, for years, for years and years, it was my mother, it was my mother who had told me and put the bug in my ear that I should consider taking this, what was a something, so to speak, because I didn't know what sea moss was, and ultimately to realize the power of this sea algae. And you guys, sea moss grows in the sea. <laughs> that's what I mm-hmm. guess that's called sea moss. But you're going to find sea moss that um, it's a red species of algae. That's for, I'm sorry, that's found on the North Atlantic shores in Europe. It's found in the Caribbean islands. And um, interestingly enough, I was having a conversation with a young lady at an herbal store where I have purchased sea moss in the past. And not saying that we're saying the name incorrectly, but sea moss itself by indigenous 
people in the Caribbean, so to speak, more so, refer to it as seaweed. It's just seaweed that comes out the water. I'm not saying that that's right or wrong, but you may hear different variations of how people refer to sea moss as so. But technically, yes, it is also a seaweed or a red algae that you find growing um, along the shorelines of the North Atlantic, also in the Caribbean Sea. Now, sea moss is important. Everyone's talking, about, what is all this sea moss? All of a sudden, there was a huge sea moss wave that came when, um, you know, the quarantine and all that that happened in 2020. People started talking about immunity, and there was almost an enlightening that it seemed to have fallen on society, and people wanted to know, well, what is CMOS, and can it keep me from contracting illnesses? So what components of CMOS actually will do that? Well, CMOS, interestingly enough, has 92 minerals, a total of 92 minerals. That's important because our bodies support 102 minerals total. So 92 of the 102 minerals, um, sea moss will actually help you to sustain. And the way that I put it, because I always like to use myself as an example, sea moss is pretty much my daily multivitamin. It's not an end-all, cure-all. I never speak of sea moss as something that will cure um, sickness and disease of anything of that nature, but more so for preventative maintenance. And there are tremendous benefits for both men and women, considering all of the minerals that I like to think that I don't think about. There are things like manganese and zinc. You know, when you go to the grocery store and you pick up a, whew, I was about to say, pick up a box. Please, y'all, don't ever go to the grocery store and pick up a box of anything. <laughs> but if you yeah, go come- and, you know... I was like, Michael, I tell my clients all the time, shop on the perimeter. And honestly, that first little section where you see the fruits and vegetables, just go there and then run, run out the store. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but when those of, those of us who, and I encourage everybody to read, read, read in all capacities, but read the labels on things that you purchase. But the point of me saying that is, when you even go on a fast or on a diet and you say, okay, I'm going to run to the grocery store and I'm going to food prep or however you decide that you're going to do that. Um, we don't think about detail line by line, the minerals that actually keep us going and what certain things are for like vitamin C, for example, and how vitamin C is necessary to keep our emotions in check and things of that nature. So CMOS is a daily preventative maintenance um, plant that often is used to uh, build the immune system. So if you're listening, and first of all, Makal, thank you for breaking that down. And you guys, please check out Makal Halloween Wellness um, to get your CMOS, um, please. But you may be wondering, why are we talking about CMOS and we're talking about sexual health? And you're like, how does that mesh together? So there was something really really good that Macau brought up, and that was the immune system. So if you notice during the quote-unquote cold and flu season, there's a lot more sniffles, a lot more coughs, a lot more head congestion. The body creates mucus to fight against different bacteria and viruses in the body. And so you want to take things in, such as CMOS. And yes, there are other things that you can also do, guys. So we're not like, oh, CMOS or bust. However, it's an amazing 
thing to take because of all of the minerals that are available to you. But you want to support that immune system because that body of yours is going to start to create this mucus. How does that play into your sexual health? So in order for the body to create this mucus, it has to take moisture from the body. So you're drinking water or you're eating a lot of um, foods that have high hydration. And I promise you, before we are finished um, on today, I'll share with you a little list of things that I recommend that you do. However, if your body is taking moisture away to create um, to create mucus, to fight off this bacteria and this virus, it is also taking that moisture away from other parts of the body that would otherwise use it. And of course, without being too explicit, because we don't know who all is listening, and we pray that children are listening to our show so that they can um, learn something too that they'll take into their adulthood. But we know the role, the role of moisture in our sexual health and our sexual interactions. And so many times, you know, I'll have different ones come into my practice and into my office. And as a reminder to our listeners, I do run a holistic health practice and people will come in, women um, specifically in this situation, and they're trying to figure out what they can do to increase lubrication. What can I do to increase moisture? And they're always so surprised when I'm like, well, we got to clean up your gut health. And we got to get you on a probiotic and we got to give you a prebiotic. And I'm going to talk about that in a moment here. And it's kind of like, well, why would my gut health have anything to do with what's going on with my vaginal health and my ability to, um, you know, participate, you know, with my partner, with my spouse in some sort of sexual interaction? Well, it's all connected, you know, it's not like your stomach is over here to the side and these other parts of your body are separate. The body is going to use everything that you give to it in order to be able to function. And that's in all the ways. That's with warding off different illnesses and diseases. And that's also going to be in having, you know, what we would call a good sexual you know, health and good sexual experience. So yeah, your gut health plays into it. And for you all who don't know, a probiotic is what's going to help maintain good bacteria in the gut. Yes, there is bacteria in your stomach and you actually want it to be there. And then you free, you feed that good gut health by taking things like a prebiotic. And of course, for anyone who's like, well, what do I take? What do I do? You can catch me off the podcast. But that's just why we want to talk about that immune system, that mucus and the mucosal membranes. And we have so much of that in our bodies. And the bo you don't want your body to have to work to do those things. And speaking of that work, I was a life, I won't say lifelong, definitely not lifelong, because you know, you can put an end to sentences of dis-ease. Because when you're talking about discomfort in the body, you're talking about a condition, the word disease broken down can be broken down into two small words, dis, D-I-S, and ease. There's a dis-ease of some sort going on in the body. And I had a working disease that we often refer to as allergies. That's another one while we're talking about mucus. Because you're talking about a binding mucus binds to things. Just think if you had table salt and you mix table salt with mucus, that table salt isn't going to go anywhere. It's going to get trapped within, inside. Um, the mucus is going to hold it in. So when you're dealing with your sinus, um, your nasal cavity and your sinuses, what we refer to as our sinuses, when the moisture that is supposed to be used, as Akira said, to lubricate other uh, functional systems in the body, 
when it is overworked and it has to, because your immune system is always going to go and do what it's supposed to do. That's the beauty about health and maintaining health. Your immune system, without you even thinking about it, we're sitting here, Akima, and I don't know what I've encountered today, but my immune system is trying to get rid of it while I'm even sitting here uh, having a conversation. But the respiratory system will become overworked and create a condition of what we call sinuses and allergies when that mucus gets trapped in the sinus cavity. And so for something like pollen or I had hay fever, when those allergens would get into my system, they would hold and bind within that mucus. And that is what creates the discomfort, ultimately the disease that causes the overworking of the system. That's awesome. That's awesome. So listen, guys, so this all plays in, you know, something else that I wanted to talk about as related to our sexual health is cardiovascular. So we talk a little bit about mucus. We talk about lubrication. And you guys know, again, we're, we're using the gentle terminology to understand uh, conceptually what's happening. So at the base of a lot of um, our sexual health, and this, this is for my fellows, so you guys tune in, turn the volume up, you know, give me, give me your ear for a little bit. I want to talk about cardiovascular health. So when we talk about cardiovascular health, we are talking about your heart health. And although cardiovascular health is definitely the number one um, killer, I believe statistically for African-American women, but I honestly think that that's due to stress more than any more than any dietary, anything. I think we're overworked and underloved. Um, and y'all, that's another podcast topic. So now we're not going there tonight. However, um, you know, fellas, cardiovascular health, this is the blood that is pumping, how strong that heart is. And we know the role. And maybe, you know what? Pause. Because I was getting ready to make an assumption, Mikhail, that people knew the role that blood plays in their sexual health and their sexual experience. And sometimes I don't think that people know. So I just want to um, say to any parents who may be listening to this in earshot of children, um, you may just want to have them leave the room because I just want to chat just a hot second about the role of blood as it relates to our sexual health. And that's me giving y'all a couple seconds to get them kids out the room. <laughs> so for you all who don't understand the way that the, you know, human body, and this is, you know, speaking for men, what causes the erection? It's, it's more than just the moment, the experience, something smells good, something looks good. Blood is literally rushing to, um, to through the body to create that erection. And so a lot of times I believe that individuals do not have that correlation and that understanding of how your cardiovascular health also plays into your um, sexual health and your sexual experience with your, you know, with your partner, with your spouse. Um, and I just think that that's super important. And so that we're doing things that also support, you know, our heart health. I think when we think about how to improve ourselves sexually, you know, there's a lot of like, oh, I need to look a certain way. I need to carry myself a certain way. I need to kick some game. I got to have certain words and verbiage. But I rarely hear people talking about, I need to strengthen my heart. And shout out to all of you all who are out here, you know, working out, keeping yourself strong, because you may be doing it for one reason or another, but this is going to be an area that is also going to benefit from, you know, putting in that work is that your heart is going to also get stronger so that when you are in the moment and you're about to have this experience and you need your heart and you need that blood flow to support the action in which you're trying to carry out. And again, I'm, I'm a Kyle, I think I'm doing okay with my, um, 
have discreet language here, but I mean, we don't even realize the pressure that we're putting on our bodies. And that's what I'm really saying. And so when you're thinking about your sexual health and as we are all continuing to gracefully age, you want to make sure that you're also doing things for your heart health. And I'm again, going to talk a little bit about some of those things that you can do. So uh, I really like where we're going with this because we're really talking about blood flow recruitment and the recruitment of blood flow. Um, you guys, I teach, interestingly enough, one of my recent lessons that I had with my students, I like to give real life examples, especially when I'm teaching physics and chemistry, because as I told students in one session, all of these things are right in front of us, the science of life, the health, the maintenance of health and hygiene and all of those things that we need day to day, those things are right in front of us. And if I can give an example, just listening to you talk about blood flow and its purpose, I thought about the connection that we have to our world itself. And I'm just drawing, I'm painting a picture, you guys. If you would think of us and our bodies as the planet Earth, you know, the, and, and even in some spiritual circles, um, indigenous people refer to the body as a part of the Earth. And uh, that's a whole nother topic. But if you would think of the body as the earth itself, and if you would think of your bloodstream as the rivers and the oceans that flow through. So why am I saying that? Um, if you have heavily polluted bodies of water, and I'm going to tie this into the blood flow. If you have heavily polluted bodies of water on the planet, that is going to create ecological turmoil somewhere else on the planet. So just because back in, perfect example, in 2007, there was a huge oil spill in the Gulf Coast. And I'm talking right outside of New Orleans, Louisiana. There was a huge oil spill. That oil, somehow, all that water on the planet is connected. So somehow, all that oil that was pumped into that little, yeah, by the Gulf Coast, that's only a little small section of the planet, not so big, not so big a deal. We can come in, clean it up. Not so much. It is going to affect every other body of water on the planet for the next several thousands of years until our universe is able to filter. Think about filtration. We're also talking about filtration um, and maintenance. And so with the filtration and the maintenance, if you think of your body as the planet, and if you think of the blood as the water and how, how, think about when we talk about keeping the environment clean, the necessity of keeping our water clean, keeping pollution. People, we have to draw the connection, the conscious connection between these concepts and what we need to do to sustain our health moving forward. Because we're not just talking about Earth Day in April. We are talking about the maintenance of your body and your life moving forward. And the last quick point I'll make, um, Akeem, you made a great point about, when I, and I said blood flow recruitment for a reason. My mother told me a very interesting story. My, I have a, my mother is 70 as the recording of this podcast has taken place. She spoke to me several years ago. She has a house that has stairs. We're going to talk about the stairs and the importance of the steps she told me that as her friends have aged, she's found that those of her friends who have houses or lived in places that required them to walk up steps as they aged, 
somehow in this society that we live, we are encouraged to decrease physical activity as we age. As almost, you know, we want to rest and chill. And absolutely, no one wants, I'm not talking about going to work and working a nine to five until you're, until you're 90. That's not what I'm talking about. But like Akima said, we're just talking about the physical movement of just getting around and, and being alive and, and being connected to activity. So my mother said, in her mind, in her mind, when her friends make decisions, because she had several friends who would have duplexes or multi-leveled houses who would sell the house so that they could get a one-level house so they didn't have to deal with the stairs. I'll never forget what my mother said. She thinks any person that makes that kind of a decision as they get up, up in age is making the decision that they no longer want to live. And it floored me. And she explained everything that Akima just said. When you decide that you no longer want to physically move or you want to start to reduce movement, just doing something as simple as walking up the stairs, you are going to create a cessation or stoppage in certain capacities of blood flow that are going to go to your heart and keep you alive as long as you can possibly be here. Man, listen. Oh, oh, that was so good. That was so good. And I hope you guys are like taking notes or maybe you're planning on re-listening to this podcast. Um, I'm going to go to something else in a moment, but just because something that Mikhail said and somebody else, you know, if you're listening, you may be thinking the same thing, but we're talking about cardiovascular health, but I can't help but think about the role of the liver as it relates to our cardiovascular health and blood flow. Because for you all, um, you know, our liver is not only cleansing, detoxing, you know, toxins from out of your body. Your liver is also working as a filtration system to clean your blood. And so when we're thinking about needing this blood to continue to flow Again, not just for sexual health, but I mean, just to live. I mean, your blood is healing to the to your body. Um, you've also got to support the functionality of your liver because it is working to keep your blood clean and, and it's filtrating the blood. So I just wanted to add that point on as well, Mikhail, to what you were saying. We're talking about cleansing. We can't forget that liver, guys. Um, we can't. So, okay. So we talked about some of the male health, some of the women health. It wasn't all inclusive, but, you know, I want to come back to this exercise thing. Um, and I love that your mother, first of all, shout out to moms. I know she's listening and I'm so super excited. One time for the moms. Yeah, definitely. Um, for you all who don't know, my mom has already transitioned from here. And, you know, interestingly enough, not that it's interesting, but segue, um, one of the things that she dealt with before she transitioned was her liver failed her, you know, and now we all since her transitioning and passing have learned so much about liver health and liver functioning. And really my mother is the number one reason why I run the practice that I run because we don't have to live with these things. So Mikhail talked about his allergies, like, but he's, and I want to make sure that you all are very clear. We're talking about things that he used to deal with. We're not talking about the anticipation of like, oh, it's allergy season. So it's just bound to happen. Like these are not things that he is dealing with anymore. So you walk through your journey and your healing, but these are things that he's not dealing with. And I know I've just been privy to that information. So I wanted to make sure that I highlighted it. Um, but listen, you self-sabotage all the time. Like a lot of times when we are looking at like, well, what, what can I take? What can I take? But like, really, you can take 
some time to look at the foods that you're eating. And there's a lot of foods that we eat that actually cause circulation um, issues or even something like cholesterol. You know, people say, well, I kind of have some, you know, cholesterol concerns. When you start getting plaque building up in your arteries where your blood is flowing, but you are now depending upon this blood to not only sustain you for life, but now coming back to today's topic of sexual health, how can those two coexist? How do we have restriction in the in the vein? Like the, there's there's plaque, there's things getting in the way of the way things are supposed to flow, but then I've got this pressure to perform, and it's like, and you know the way our society is, it's like, oh, don't worry, we got a pill for that, or we have a contraption that you can just place and pump and pull and self mutilate in order to, you know, get something going and functioning and whole time if we could just keep this blood flowing um eating foods that are going to be better for us that aren't going to cause the cholesterol issues that aren't going to cause the you know heart issues like imagine you know mikhail all these underlying health conditions that individuals have you know be it hypertension or high blood pressure but yet we still want to have these vibrant you know lives and i'm not saying that you all who are dealing with those things aren't doing both but i do know that it's putting a lot of strain on the body and I would love to have the conversation where we can begin to heal and reverse those things so that your body can perform the way that you are desiring for it to perform. Absolutely. And I'll take that a little bit further because um, you're talking about the buildup of plaque in the arteries and things of that nature. You all were also talking about the generation of fat content. Um, I can, I can go here, which I won't, do totally. We can do a whole episode that came on BMI and the damage of the D the BMI model, which is the um, the model that's used to measure body fat, body fat composition, things of that nature. Because it's different for our women. It is different for Black and Brown women. There's a there's different types of fats that we need to go into. Visceral fat. And that's visceral, V-I-S-C-E-R-A-L. There's visceral fats. There's white fat, and we have brown fat. The fat that the chemo is I'm sorry, referring to that starts with that, these plaque buildups in the arteries. That fat cannot be penetrated. So we're talking about membranes being permeable. And when I say permeable, meaning they can be penetrated by water. Water can flow and fluid can flow in and out of these, these, these cells and things of that nature. Um, African women, black women, carry fat differently around the reproductive organs, which is why, you know, unfortunately, in media, our women have been used in sexual capacities when we're talking about the bosom, we're talking about the size of, an, of a black woman's behind, um, her hips, things of that nature. Um, and it's not something that's funny. It's not something funny. Black women do not carry hips and curves because it's, you know, it's for show. It's for show and tell or if it's only for sexual purposes. These are things that are directly revolved in reproduction, people. And there is a brown fat that African women carry around their reproductive organs that creates what we consider um, 
thickness. I guess that's that's probably not the correct word. But you know, I'm a man, so when I'm I'm walking down the street and I see a sister, I'm just like, whoo. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But you know, but that's on the surface level. We've got to go beyond the surface level of understanding where a woman's curves come from and why she has them. Those are for sexual reproductive purposes, not lust. They may look good and we may think she's attractive, but there's a reason why she's carrying certain fats and all fat is not bad. However, we do need to break down the difference between that white pasty fat that cannot be penetrated, that's going to hover and it's going to cause conditions such as diabetes and things of that nature because it's sitting. And you also have the fat that African or black women um, carry with grace. <laughs> you know, I don't know if that's the word that people can get comfortable with hearing that in the same sentence as fat, but there's brown fat that, that black women maintain because it's, it's penetrated when she has a healthy diet and her fluids are flowing through her, blo her blood flow. Here we go back to blood flow. Mm -hmm. There's no stoppage in the flow of that water on her planet Earth, so to speak. Oh, come on. Listen, everybody just got a visual when you said the flow of water on her planet Earth. I love it. Something else I want to talk about, too, because it's like, and, I, you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, you know, some of these are like repeaters, but I'm just like, like Mikhail has been mentioning, like it's all interconnected and we're going to keep drilling the stuff home. But I also think one area that, um, that we all self-sabotage in is not drinking enough water. So hydration, dehydration, not eating foods that have high water content, um, not having bowel movements. And you're probably thinking, oh my gosh, what does the bowel movement have to do with my sexual health and with self-sabotage? Well, as we're learning about the, I know, I, I wish you guys could see Mikhail says he's laughing at me because he's like, I know this girl's not about to talk about poop. Yes, I am. And he knows it. I'm always, I always want to talk about poop. Um, but your body uses a certain level of, um, you know, water to move your bowels through your large intestine to get them out. So, of course, sidebar, if you're having issues with your bowel movements, then go ahead and start guzzling some water. Test me in that, okay? Y'all go on, just drink some more water. I bet you those bowels will just start to move because your body needs the water to move the bowels. If your body is struggling to, or not say so much your body, if you yourself are struggling to drink enough water to the point where your body isn't having a whole bunch of bowel movements and you also have all this mucus because the immune system is weakened because we're not taking in the sea moss and the other good you know minerals that the body needs but yet and still when it's time to have this exchange and to have this experience you want all this lubrication you want all this oh, wetness i'm trying to don't know how to say uh -oh, it. Okay, uh, uh, Cardi B. All right, careful. <laughs> oh, gosh. But hold time, though. Let's start drinking some water. I, 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 I'm trying to keep it clean. I wasn't trying to go Cardi B. Um, <laughs> and I wish they, those girls would use their platforms to encourage people to drink some more water. And maybe and she shout does. out to Cardi B. Right. No, no, that wasn't a disrespectful comment. Oh, no, definitely not. Definitely not. No, definitely not a negative shot. Um, but just, you know, but she does have a good figure, so maybe she is, you know, drinking good water. I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know what she does. But I do know what 
I need to do, and I do know what, you know, if you're listening to this, what you need to be doing, and you need to drink some more water, because this is one of those areas that is self-sabotage. Now, I want you all to know what some of the self-sabotage areas that we're bringing up, we know that there are other medical and underlying issues, and I know some of my more seasoned women may be saying, well, I'm going through the change, and what about menopause, but like, there's stuff that you can do during menopause as well, and anybody that wants to talk about that stuff, then let's talk about it. I don't think, I think like Mikhail's mother, um, who, you know, God bless her being in her 70s, um, we don't just have to, oh, because I'm at this age, I'm bound to have this and I'm bound to have that. I think that's the mindset, and I think that we have some uh, power there to change that mindset and to change the narrative. And... You know, Akeem, I'll apologize. I kind of left you out on a limb earlier. Trying to come up with these key words and phrases to describe what's going on with men and our sexual health. Um, I wanna, I'll, I'll take the, the handoff from that, fellas, because we're really talking about this. We age, and I'm talking about age doesn't mean 50, 60, 70 for our people. We need to be conscious of this stuff coming out of our, our 20s, our mid-20s, really, because we're talking about erectile dysfunction, and that is the actual medical term. So we all can pretty much understand where we're going when we're talking about erectile dysfunction. Um, but in regards to self-sabotage, I'm going to say real quick, fellas, the things we do, alcohol, alcoholism, and nicotine, these are three things that we as, as black men struggle with every single day and ultimately we're talking about addiction which is another topic but when we become addicted to these things when our melanin attaches because our melanin loves us that's why that's why black people love everything we attach to people we love on everybody because our melanin does that it has no other function but to attach and bind to things and show love to everything so when we put toxins in our body it has a hard time to differentiate what's good and what's bad, and that's where addiction comes from. But when we feed ourselves things that are not water, like Akima was saying, things that do not hydrate the blood cells, that do not hydrate the bloodstream, we're gonna find erectile dysfunction because that blood's not gonna get to the areas of our body that are going to maintain and sustain an erection that we're gonna need to, to participate in that activity. And um, alcohol in particular, and nicotine, so we're talking about liquor, beer, wine, and cigarettes. You know, a lot of fellas, we're on blunts and black and milds and things of that nature. But those things, they decrease. They decrease and dehydrate blood flow. So as men get older, if you are happy hour, something that we do commonly in our society, you'll find that your activity, when it comes time for you to perform, is not going to be as potent as potent for lack of better terms as it, as it would be or would have been in your 20s. And it's not because you're getting older, it's because what we are or are not putting into our bodies. Yes, and so in the name of putting stuff into our bodies, well, we've talked about the, the sabotage and what we're not doing. So let's talk a little bit about what we need to do as we're kind of rounding up today's show. One thing um, is for certain, I want y'all to drink some water. I want you guys to get some sea moss. So let's just kind of take that out. Um, I believe Mikhail will, you know, talk a little bit about some additional dietary things. But I like to talk about an herb. This is one that I give for a lot of um, clients, especially my male clients. And you probably read about this. But there's an herb called tribulus. 
I absolutely think that men should be taking this herb. You know, plants are, have been given to us to, um, to heal us and to sustain us until. And so tribulus is a really good one. If you're like listening and you're like, okay, well, what, what can I do? What's natural that I can take to give me that help and support? Because especially for my brothers out there, you know, you put in a lot of work and I'm not saying that in a glorifying, like I'm about to put in this work. I mean, no, you're putting in a lot of work because you are requiring a lot of your body in order to perform. And I think the anxiety and the stress related to that, if you can give yourself like an herb, like that would be one that I would highly recommend in addition to, you know, additional water intake, the sea moss, as well as, um, up in your exercise. Like Mikhail said, even if it's a walk, going up some stairs, like get your heart going, get your heart pumping. Um, definitely for the water intake piece, you can get a lot of that, not just drinking water, but you can eat foods that have a high water intake as well. So some of those foods are going to be things like romaine lettuce. And romaine lettuce gets a short end of the stick because it's not a dark leafy green. It has high water content. So does uh, cucumbers, so do tomatoes. Um, depending upon where you live, you know, you may not have access to things like watermelons and cantaloupes. Those are foods that have high water intake. And so if you want to eat more of your water, you can eat foods like that to help your body to stay hydrated, to help if your body is producing, you know, this additional mucus because we're losing all that, moving the bowels, keeping everything flowing. And I'm probably about to butcher this, Mikhail, but keeping the oceans on her planet Earth. <laughs> that's good enough for me okay so i'm gonna real quick guys ladies and gentlemen there are benefits and i am actually gonna plug cmos here really quick i currently have both gold cmos which is found in the caribbean sea as well as purple cmos which is found on the north northern atlantic coastline and um the reason I'm going to suggest that, this is for men and women, it has tremendous benefits because sea moss lubricates the cells and it keeps that plaque and those things from building up. Again, I'm not, I'm not uh, pushing sea moss as an end-all, be-all for all discomfort and disease, but just as a general maintenance, I think sea moss is something that we can investigate, especially for people who are looking for somewhere to start. Definitely for people who are looking for somewhere to start, sea moss can be taken one tablespoon a day, um, orally, mixed in with water, tea, smoothie. Um, I don't suggest sugary beverages or things of that nature. Uh, I would prefer that people take seed moss in water um, so that we can, we don't want to add sugar to anything to, to work against what we're doing. But I'm just going to read off some quick benefits. Seed moss benefits for women. Easing of cramps and other premenstrual conditions. Cessation of mood swings. Cessation of hot flashes. Increased sexual desire increased sensitivity in sexual organs, eggs become more, um, I'm sorry, uh, supple and ready for, for penetration, more integrity throughout, this is what the chemo was saying, more integrity throughout the entire body to support a more viable pregnancy and quality of life. Quality of life, people. And for men, we're not left out here either. Stronger erections, longer lasting erections, strengthens the prostate gland, maintains and strengthens uh, testosterone levels, increased sperm count, increased energy, which I will absolutely testify. You all, when I go to the gym and I have my purple sea moss, 
I'm finishing workouts. I'm not fatiguing out of my workouts. I'm finishing through my workouts. And um, these are things I would just ask you all to consider. Um, to, but sea moss is definitely a supplement. It is a plant, and um, it comes right from the earth. It comes from the universe. And I would suggest that for those who are looking for a quick avenue, I don't want to say quick. We're not trying to do anything quick. We want to be thorough. But if someone looking to investigate somewhere to start, I think CMOS is an accessible product. Um, you can, again, once again, Macau Halim underscore wellness on Facebook and Instagram. Or I wouldn't just say come to me. If anywhere, wherever you're hearing this from, type in CMOS and see if you've got any services or, or vendors who can provide you with um, such a quality plant. Awesome. So listen. Hope you guys enjoyed our conversation around CMOS, uh, sexual health, and self-sabotage. Um, we want to do better, and we want to live these vibrant lives. Again, you've been listening to HBCU, where we're reaching up to our potential. This is Akima. And this is Mikhail Harleen. All right, we'll catch you guys next time. Peace. Peace. Babble, not lives inside of me.